0: no one has the balls to stand up like i'm doing right now stop the crap already we're all americans we're all equal i don't see black i don't see asian i don't see anything but american welcome to one tough podcast well today's kind of a sad podcast because what happened down in texas there with this murder of all these young little children i'm just looking as i'm talking I'm looking at pictures in the post here of these 19 children slaughtered with the two adults including a school teacher by this little punk. I'm not going to mention his name. I'll just we'll, we'll refer him to him as a little punk. That's what he was. And I think what I've been saying for the last few years has come to fruition now, we have to Go into Congress and the United States Senate, and we have to take this on. Like we take on a war. In reality, gun control. I know a lot of people, oh, Bo, you're a pussy. Why are you talking about gun control? I carry a gun. And I think people should have the rights to have guns. But I'm talking about the gun control in the sense where you have guns— where you have 40 round clips. These should be totally banned in this country. There's no reason for hunters or people who enjoy having guns to have 40 round clips. Also, they actually sell ammunition that are what they call cop killers. These bullets will go through any vest, any cop's vest, and there's no reason in the world if you want to go hunt Bambi, you don't need 40 rounds. Number two is you don't need a silencer. Number three is you don't need bullets that will pierce Kevlar vest and all that. We have to come to our heads here. We have to understand. Also, with all this technology we got, we're worrying about someone cursing on the internet. Someone saying this, I've got notifications from Twitter and twatter and all these nonsense oh Bo, you said this you said that you know I use some foul language sometimes which I shouldn't do and I'm trying to correct myself but the thing is this there has to be some sort of a system where these technology companies can alert The local police, or even the FBI, where the FBI's sent money, where they can investigate some of these cases where the people are taking pictures on Facebook and on Instagram with these guns, and we have to deal with this now. Every day you go on Facebook and Instagram, and you see all these little punks in New York taking pictures with them holding nine millimeters. Why isn't this being investigated? Because the majority of these people who are on Facebook, if you do a little background, they're convicted felons. And now they're showing pictures of themselves with automatics in their hands. So why isn't anyone doing anything about it? Instead of worrying about CRT, critical race theory, and all this bull crap, let's start worrying about dead people, like these little beautiful children that I'm looking. I'm real angry. I'm real angry because the fact that this little punk killed all these innocent children— I think the majority of them were shot in one classroom. Just imagine the horrific scene that was with these little children, little innocent children. My daughter teaches kids the same age, and I could just, oh, my God. And I have grandson, two grandsons and a granddaughter, and I could just imagine what these little children were feeling, and they were saying to themselves, they're probably calling for their mom. But we have to do something. And anybody wants to call me a pussy for talking the way I am, fine but you know what the only person that's a pussy is that little punk kid that was able to get his hands on that gun and be able to go in there and mow down these little children again this is this has to be dealt with it has to be dealt with across our country this is the national threat not the the white uh, whatever the hell they call it the uh, supremacist crap no the real actual threat across this country, one, I always say it, is black-on-black murders. Number two are these, these psychopath gun killers that take out a lot of people. I don't categorize them. I don't think this kid was a white supremacist. I think the way it looks as though he was Spanish and he killed Spanish people, but— What's the difference? These are Americans. Whether he killed black, white, or Hispanic, it's all about the killing that is plaguing this country. And I talk about it every week. 21,000 murders across country last year, 2020, 14,000 of them were black. And they were killed 95% by other black. Now we go into the psychopathic value. That's what I call it when you get one of these punk kids that go online and they get all this adrenaline from playing these psychopathy, And you want to know something? I'm going to call for something right now. I'm going to call for Congress to ban Fortnite and all these violent gun programs on the internet. Let's ban them. And I'll be the first one. I'll testify before Congress. Bring me, you brought Al Sharpton down here? Bring Bo Deedle down here. I'll testify that this psychologically gives them a feeling that they are a Above and supreme and they could take people out. We should ban these violent video games. I know people can say, oh, I have the freedom of speech I can do. It. No, when it comes to things like this, and this kid now turns out that this kid was playing all these violent games and this was part of his whole aura of going in there gunning these little innocent children down. It's time. It's time for us to realize one thing. The reality is 21 Americans, black, white, Asian, were killed last year. We have an epidemic of murder across this country. And all of a sudden, all you want to do is blame the cops, defund the cops, don't let the cops do this. The morons upstate now just passed another law, and they supported this law of when a cop is arresting someone who's resisting, oh boy, you can't climb on top of them. Oh boy, you can't give them a headlock to get them down. I used the headlock hundreds of times, and I Killed nobody. The fact is, you don't kill people by giving them a the headlock. A chokehold and a headlock are different. The diaphragm, Lord, this is another one. How do you get on top of somebody and handcuff them from the back if they're resisting and fighting? I've locked up thousands of people. You can't do it without touching them. What about you're supposed to just hover over them, drop the handcuffs, say, "Put your handcuffs on you." No, it doesn't work that way. And until we start to face the facts and start supporting our policemen out there, police women out there, police officers out. Out there, we will not fix this problem. Also, all the intelligence we have, all the great technology, you know what? We've got to tighten things up. And this is an epidemic of murder across our country. And if we don't want to face it, then we're living in la-la land. And to me, this is the biggest threat to American society right now is the murders across our country. You know, when you have mass shooters, when you have black-on-black crime, it's all one thing. It's Americans being murdered. Let's stop the bull crap already and stop uh, pointing fingers at this. Then you get this Moron, AOC, and all of a sudden, she's talking about defunding the police more. This moron, AOC, defunding this the police, and she's writing books with her squad, and these are kid books. AOC rips everyone else, and everything's about the political agenda of these liberal people out there that are worrying about the criminal, but what are we doing about the victims? AOC, I don't want to say it. But you know what I hope? I hope that someone robs you because you know what? Then all of a sudden maybe your values, your liberal values, you were a friggin' bartender. Now you became a congressperson. When you interview, you don't have a clue about anything. And now all of a sudden you're the best we have in congress? You're garbage. Go back and bartend somewhere, and that whole crew with you there, that Rashida Tabi and uh, Iman Omar, one was sucking on a brother or something, having a relationship with a brother. I am really pissed off today, because right today, I'm in deep sorrow for those little children that are over there in Texas, and their parents, and I'm just imagining what they're going through right now. Right now we have something going on where it's touched everyone. And all I'm doing is looking at these children again and the parents who are crying. And also I'm looking at this little punk, and we're not gonna mention his name, this little lost soul punk that could have been stopped with technology, could have been stopped in the sense we have to do something about it today. And on the same note, they pick up the paper, oh, we got the old subway killer, this little punk that was out on bail, arrested 19 times, I'm looking at him, and that poor man that went out just to have a nice brunch on a Sunday, he didn't do anything wrong. This guy goes up to him, shoots him in the chest. I got my two sons that travel the Subway, they don't have guns like their father. I worry about them. I also worry about everyone. And when you tell me the subways are safe for CEOs to travel, bullcrap. It ain't safe. And you know what, Eric? I love you. You're my friend for 18 years. You've got to get and get grasp on this. First thing you have to do is you got to take that, law, that judge. And I'm going to name this judge because I was talking about this the other day on my show. And her name is Judge Skank. And I use the word skank in the sense her name is Nadia Simjah, S-E-M-A-J. This skank who worked as a—I believe she worked before she became appointed as a judge as some sort of person that dealt with homeless or someone that was working in loving all the people of the city. Now she has a history of releasing murderers and guns. She should be the first move— I tell you what, Mayor Eric Adams, your first move should take her off the bench. Get her off the bench. Natia Sem. A.J. She's in Bronx County. And just look at our history of letting these violent felons go with little or no bail at all. That's the first thing you should do to show you ain't messing around, Mayor Eric Adams. You're not messing around. You could talk to the chickens. Come home there, Eric Adams. And I'll tell you right now, if you don't start to do things, this city is going to become worse and worse. What happened in Texas is just the environment and the flavor that we're dealing with in New York city i mean we have social media and these guys are all over social media and he was a known gang member the one that shot the other a little 11 year old little beautiful little bronx girl got shot by that little punk and he was all over social media with his guns and everything else this is our biggest problem in america today is the murder of america the murder of of Americans. And then you got this fat pig, yeah, yeah, Natala, Congressman Fatso Natala, this piece of garbage who I know. Now he's running against Carol Maloney. Uh, You know, she ain't my favorite person. But in New York City, a lot of people don't understand. If you ain't Democrat, and with all respect to my friend Curtis Lee who would have made a great, great mayor, and I say it right out, at least he would have got things done. But it is a Democratic city, and that's it. They had Al Sharpton testifying before the congressional hearings, and the congressman from Florida— what the hell was his name? Matt Gates was interviewing him, and he was talking about all the all the lies that Al has brought before us and all his tax evasion and everything else. And you want to know so every two minutes, Fat Boy Natalie was interrupting the congressman from questioning Al Sharpton about the race baiting and all that kind of stuff. Right now, you know what Al Sharpton should be doing? He should be facing the fact, and I'll stand with him. Face, he's a very smart guy, Al, Al Sharpton. I know him from the 80s. We used to call him when I was a detective the fat rat because he was an informant, and he was an informant for us, the NYPD. A lot of people don't know that. The fat rat now is the skinny rat. What he should be doing if he really cares, really, really cares about the community and about all these deaths that are all over our city and our country, he should be protesting. He should be in Chicago every week protesting about the 500 blacks that are killed every damn year For the last 18, 20 years, then we have Mr. Obama, President Obama. I tell you what, he was a very likable guy. I loved the way he spoke and all that. But he didn't care about all the murders in Chicago. That was his hometown. You'd think as president of the United States, he would say, look, we got to bring in whatever we got, all these resources. Let's stop kicking it down the street. And all we worry about is all this dissension, separation, this and that. We are one America. Again, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, we're one America. And we have to band together to stop this violence across this country. Right now, we're at the highest murder rate. I think, on record now across this country. And it all facilitates from George Floyd, which we all agree he should never have been killed by that cop. That cop will be punished thoroughly. But you cannot use that as a guideline for every police officer out there. He was wrong. We all agree. I'm an ex-cop and detective. He was 100% wrong. And if I was there and he had his knee on the guy's check and the guy's telling me he can't breathe, I'd push him the hell off there. i say, hey, punk. Enough is enough. Let's cuff this guy, get him out of here, and we lock him up. There's no reason. So we all agree with that. But then on the flip side, it doesn't give people the right to riot, burn things down, assault cops, assault other people. Then again, in the city of Denver, they sued the city police. and got $12 million. These are criminals, violent felon criminals. Got $12 million on a lawsuit. Something is wrong with that picture. Something's wrong. And you know, we talk every week about different issues. And one of the main issues that really smacked me in the face, I've been smacked in the face before, but this smacks me in the face, is this moron criminal, Big Bird de Blasio. He has the ball bag, the ball bag to want to come back into politics and run. He, by himself, ruined the city. For eight years, he put us in the toilet pole that we 're in right now, if you talk about defcom seven defcom eight the highest defcom you got, he did it with the homeless, with the dirt, with the respect factor, with the police respect this little now he wants to be a congressman this is the biggest joke, you know what? and again i 'm calling. I know people listen, hear what I'm calling upon. Again, when he was getting, taking the bribes from those two fellas in Brooklyn who were convicted of bribery, who did they bribe? They bribed Bill de Blasio. Why is this not being investigated by the U.S. Attorney's Office? Also, I'm still wondering, $1 billion, Charlene, Charlene de Blasio, whatever your last name might be today, what happened to the billion dollars operation thrive? Where did it go? You know where it went? Nonprofits, I'll guarantee, follow the money. The nonprofits, and I'll guarantee if we follow this money, there's going to be money that was exited into some sort of slush fund. And you want to know? I keep saying it. I'm saying it right now publicly. So I tell you what, why don't you sue me so I could depose both of your asses and find out where this money went? Okay, let's do that. Okay, I think that would be a very fair ground. And if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, then you know what? You can find me guilty of slander and whatever the hell else. But I ain't wrong. I'm a detective, and like I said when I ran for mayor, you know, Mr. Mayor, I've been a detective my whole life, and I know a criminal when I see one, Mr. Mayor. And you're a criminal with your pay-for-play and your corruption. How much do I have to give you to get this? Get something done in this city. You know what he did after I said that? That was the end of the debate. He ran off the stage like the big six foot nine punk that he is. He ran like. Oh, boop, 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 boop. He ran away like the punk. And I said, where are you going, Mr. Mayor? Why are you running away? He runs away from the truth. He's a punk, and now he's running. Now he's running for uh, Congress. That just shows you, to be a congressperson, what do you need to be? You could be a criminal, a thief like de Blasio, or a nothing like AOC, a bartender that has no clue about any damn thing. All it is is divisiveness, and that's her whole platform to divide, divide. And you know what? I'm for cleaner air. But on that note, we're going to talk about cleaner air. I am 1 million percent for for cleaning up this environment. I have my grandchildren. I want them to live where they don't have to breathe the crap. But the fact is, China India, I've been to Beijing, China for a week. You cannot walk around on the streets. You're walking in a friggin' cloud. That's how disgusting and how foul the air is in China. And no one cares about them. All they're worrying about is, oh, we got to buy electric cars here. Yeah, we'll buy electric cars here. And they're, they're the ones that are destroying our atmosphere right now. My whole thing is it could be done Gradually, it doesn't have to be done overnight. Use our resources now so we're self-sufficient for our oil and gas, where people can afford, hey, look at 6 $7 a gallon for gas. I'm worried about the taxi cab driver out there. I'm worried about the guy driving a car service. I'm worried about people who are making a couple hundred dollars a week, $300 a week. I have people, security guards that work for me. That's what they make because that's all they want to pay them. I love when they come to me, I want the best security security. security for the cheapest price. I said, you know what that is? What you are, an oxymoron. You can't have the best for the cheapest. You got to pay for your gut. You get what you pay for. And these fine young men and women that work for me, I'd like to pay them a nice, decent salary. But you know what? I'd lose every bid. Every time I bid for security, I want to up their pricing. Well, the way, I'm sorry, your bid was too low. Your bid was too low. But yet they want the best security for the cheapest price, which is ridiculous. Going back to China. And again, I don't want to scare everybody. I've been there, and I know. And there's a 40-year plan that I found out about... And everyone, uh, I got some uh, Twitters the other day when I was on my show with Bernie and Sid. And I was the first one to admit I got a Chinese partner. Unbeknownst to me, they came. They wanted to give me money, invested to my company. I took the money. I gave them some uh, shares or whatever the hell it was. And then I went to China. Then I did my own due diligence because I'm a detective. Then I found out that this punk, the guy I did a deal with, was a member of the Red Chinese. He was Red Chinese, part of the government. As soon as I found that out, you know, I told him, I called him to New York. I said, you little squirgly creep. I says, I'm giving you your money back. I want you to get out of here and get the frig out of my office, you little punk. I said, go buy a, a bowl of rice. Get out of my office. I didn't want it. Now, why? Because, like I said, the people of China are good people. The people. But they're under such suppression over there and all their work habits. You look at people in Beijing walking around. well, they all have masks on, but when they don't have a mask on, everyone has this frown where they have not a happy life. Their life is in suppression. And that red Chinese communists want to suppress people. One million of these uh, uh, um, Muslim Chinese people that are incarcerated in camps, we don't say a word about them. Oh, because they're only Muslims? Bullcrap! They're human beings. And this is what they call human rights there, Biden, Biden, bin, bin, uh, bin Laden, Biden, whatever the hell your name is. Here's the problem. Again... China has one thing in store. China has world domination, and that's what it's all about, a 40-year plan. Now, I'm going to give you some real facts. I was invited by the aerospace industry, defense aerospace. You had Boeing there. You had Raytheon. You had all the major companies, and it was outside of the Pentagon. A few years ago, I was invited as an as a observer, and what they were having was a mock uh, hacking of our missile systems in the United States. So the best of the best from the private sector, the best anti-hacking brains were there. So we started off, we had breakfast, then all of a sudden we're working. I was just an observer. Next things, we had lunch and now we go into supper and we're trying to stop the hacking that was occurring from China into our missile defense system. Now I'm going to give you the, the sad, bad story. The end of the story was they eventually hacked into our missile system and was able to launch missiles from our own system. Do you hear me, America? Do you hear me? This is factual. And anyone that tries to prove me wrong, I'll tell you what the name of the of the conference was and all that. Now, again... As far as proprietary information, patents and all that, it's a joke. China has now hacked into every one of our aerospace companies. China has hacked into every one of our technology companies. Just look at China's uh, uh, compare jet, the F-35, our most advanced jet. China has the exact same one, exact same technology. Our best military equipment, our tanks, they've knocked off every one of our equipment. Now, here's the scary part of it satellites. We got these satellites that fly around. We don't have a defensive satellite or an offensive satellite. So does everybody know when you get in your car, when you put that GPS crap in there? where do you think the system is steering you from? Satellites. GPS satellites is where we get it from. So imagine... And China has the capability, you have these killer satellites, to take our GPS satellites out. If they knock those GPS satellites out, you won't be able to fly a plane. You won't be able to launch a missile. So they're so, techn- so technically advanced. When Biden says, oh, don't worry, we're going to protect Taiwan, I couldn't give a crap about Taiwan right now. I don't want to go into World War III because that's what it'll be. And I'm telling you right now, this guy running China, he doesn't care if he loses a billion people. He has no care. I care about Americans here. We are facing our biggest threat is not Russia, is not Europe and all the problems going over there with Ukraine. It is China. It has been and will be. They want to take action world dominance over. That's the facts. And anybody that doesn't believe what I'm saying, you're sleeping on another planet. We've let them do this. We haven't called them back for, uh, for stealing all our technology or proprietary stuff. Right now, I tell you right now, if we went to war with China, I'm sorry to say we would end up losing. Right. I want to scare your asses off. We would end up losing against China because we don't have the capability. We don't have the armament ready to go. We've given away so much at Ukraine. How are we going to fight them if we can't get a supply chain out to the Southern Pacific Ocean to fight China? How are we going to do it? My problem is we have to go very cautiously. We cannot get into a world war with China. This was once before I talked to a famous general, uh, admiral, excuse me, famous admiral, Fox Fallon. He was in charge of CENTCOM back a few years ago. I think it was under Bushy Boy, the son Fredo Bush. And he did an article for Newsweek, and he mentioned we were fighting in Afghanistan, we were fighting in Iraq. And then we talked about going after Iran. And he came out and he said, we do not have the capability to take on a third front. We do not have the the firepower. He was honest about it. And he was relieved of command from CENTCOM because he told the truth. Right. Imagine get asking this the Secretary of Defense, this big fat guy, whatever his name is, ask him, about could we fight China? He'll sit there and go, uh, yeah, I'd like to order some Mughal pie, pie pan and some fried rice, but I think we can fight them. No, we can't fight them. We don't have enough military power anymore. And now they're cutting the budget. Oh, they're giving a little bit to the defense budget. But with inflation and everything going on, it's a spark. The only way we could be strong is our defense be give more money to our defense where we have a deterrent i always say when you have a deterrent, somebody's not gonna want to fight you. I got a nine millimeter. Guys tried to stick stick me up a couple of times in the last couple of years. I look at them, I smile at them, and I just look at them and I say, "You're not getting my watch." I'll tell you that right now. Tell you what: you may have a gun, you might shoot me, but I'm coming out with my with mine, and I'm gonna put a cap up your ass. So you decide: you want to rob me, or you want to walk away and have a happy day? You have to have a deterrent. That's what it's about. I guess I'll get shot in the back. But as I'm going down, I guarantee I'm going to turn around and every energy I got, I'll squeeze a couple off right in this guy's ball bag. Okay, that's what I'll do. So remember, you got to have a deterrent if you want strength. It's strength to deterrent. And I tell you what, I went on, I went on, I went on today. I mean, we spoke about this horrific tragedy. We spoke about the real threat that we have. Uh, with the uh, country of China and about this uh, Skank judge. Let's repeat her name. Her name is Skank. C-S-E-M-A-J, and she uh, has no clue. She should be taken off the bench, and uh, that's it. And, I mean, that's where we start. And Eric Adams, my friend, the mayor, I texted you yesterday. I told him it's time. We, I would love to talk to you, but you got to step up. And, again, the most important thing, as John speaks about on uh, WABC here, is we have to singularize. Show these state senators, show these assembly people that are running this November and where they feel as far as with the crime issue about supporting police and get away from all our liberal values, and we have to save this country. And I don't like what what I'm seeing. We're not going in the right direction on many sides. I need someone. If Joe Manchin from West Virginia— ran for president of the United States, Bo Deedle would vote for him on the Republican or the Democratic line, but the Democrats would never put him on the line because he's too moderate, he's too smart, he's too intelligent, he doesn't fold up like a cheap valise. Joe Manchin should run for president, and let's bring us back together. Let him run as a Republican, and I'll guarantee you, you'll get a tremendous amount of Democrats that care about their family and care about the safety of this country and care about the success of this country. I know it was a little yelling today, but I welcome everybody back for one tough podcast next week. Thank you so much. Bo Dietl signing off.